Welcome, welcome everyone to the On The Mark Unedited Podcast, where we are taking you on an unedited journey to living your life on the mark. And what does that mean? Um, what do you think it means, Gio? Tell them. Ah, it's just living with the, the most purest truth that you can have and aiming your targets at the best life that you could possibly make and deliver with integrity and authenticity. So, yeah, I guess I'll introduce today's topic, uh, using your linguistic awareness. Mm. What do you think that means? Ah, for me, I think it means being careful what you say and how you say it, because what you say, you manifest into reality. Agreed. Agreed. Mm -hmm. And that's why I chose this topic. It's a practice that I've been putting even more consciously to work as of late. I'm really, really adamant with people when I have conversations, especially people like if I'm dating somebody or my children, my family, anybody that I'm very close with, their language impacts me. Mm. It's super important to me to constantly be conversing with a sense of conscious, constructive conversation. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, no, perfect. I think it's a, it's a thing of being aware of yeah. understanding like how you're speaking and what you're bringing out, especially the people that you're around because mm -hmm. of the fact that many people don't realize the conversations that they have can be held and withheld mm -hmm. easily. For me, I've learned to be very selective with the conversations that I have with the people that I'm around Yeah, uh, because there are people who tend to like live in misery and they tend yeah. to speak that out into existence. And there's people who speak nothing but good and light and Thank God you're one of the people that, that do that. Yay. Well, is it that you choose to be selective around the people that you're around or you choose to be selective about the people that you're around so that the people that you're around you're selecting are conscious people? I would say both because you can't always control the environment with the True. people coming in and True. out. Valid um, point. But I do tend to keep my circle that I do that I can control my environment very selective and who I allow around me. Yeah. Uh, just because of those, you know, a lot of people like to say those things about energy and you know, blending but energy. You are miserable, motherfuckers. Will be miserable, motherfuckers, if you allow them to be. Yeah. Uh, around you, and then people yeah. who tend to uplift you are sometimes the people who surprise you the most. You never realize sometimes. where those conversations come from. So it is very like to understand what you're putting out there to receive it. Yeah, and so to bring it all full circle, it's really. My antics over the years, if you will, have always been on the basis of you are what you eat, mm. you are what you speak, and you are what you speak and eat based on what you think. Mm, you are what you think. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. I believe that for sure. I think that's a, that's a very strong and valid point. And I think mm -hmm. you're somebody who always speaks very good things about the universe and what we're doing. And even, if you, even the worst in people, you can see the worst in somebody and really understand where they're coming from and, and turn that into a good quality, which is a, something I've learned. No, seriously, it, it's not Thank to stroke you. ego, et cetera. It is really something that you do hold. And I think it's something that within this podcast, a lot of people will be able to now physically see, yeah. not only visually, but physically see it in the Thank light. You. For Thank sure. You. Well, the, the first point that I want to make to the point of you are what you eat, mm -hmm. speak and think is use of the word can't. Mm, I hate that word. I don't even use the word hate. I, two things. My mother was what she was. <laughs> my mother was what she was. As we all know, I've talked about this very openly. She had a drug addiction. She was a crack and heroin addict and um, mm -hmm. for the better part of my childhood. And with my mom, I will, I will say she had two really big roles. She dropped F-bombs all day. She 
was really mean a lot of times. And she was like, you know, she was back in those days, like you could whoop your kids' asses and and borderline abuse them uh-huh. and maybe abuse them and it wasn't considered the abuse. The good old I days. Got, yeah, I got a lot of those. But one thing, you know, she... I mean, she put the fucking fear of God into me. So, um, but one thing I will say with her is that she did not allow me or my sister to use the words stupid, mm-hmm. hate, or can't. Mm. And it was weird because she was so adamant and so intense and so angry about it. It settled into me to where there was like a fear attached to using those words. Yeah. So. Even though as I got older and started, you know, I was on my own at 13, I was doing my own thing. She definitely, she definitely drove that into me Hmm. to the point where I never forgot it, even though I didn't necessarily practice what she taught me for some years. And as I got older, I started to realize I actually don't like those words either. It sticks with you. It's it like right? it's a it's a processing of un, like your brain processed that from a long time, whether it be because she got very ups, upset. But isn't it amazing? Like throughout, even if there is a substance abuse, there is still an underlying of uh, that there's person. A human. There's yeah, humanity. there's a human there. There's yeah. something that no matter what, that person will always connect and snap back to just to know, you know, even if what they were doing was wrong at the time, they know for their children, at least in your sake, what is right? right. You still understand right. what's right. And I think the linguistic awareness in that situation right there just went and showed, like, even if your mother was going through what she was going through at that point, she knew better. She yeah. understood what to install. Yeah. And in her way, she installed it in fear, which, you know, at one moment or another, you're able to still remember that. It clicks to you today. So the word can't, I specifically want to talk about that word. Yeah. The word can't. When my kids were little, if they used the word can't, I made them do 10 push-ups. Jeez. And then... That's why they're all solid. (laughs) They are. They're pretty solid. But it's something that was really important to me to instill in them because I never knew how to say that I can't Mm. because of the fear that my mother put in me about the words can't, hate, and stupid. I will seldom use the words hate or stupid. And when I do, I'm very conscientious about the usage of the words. I don't just throw them in there and be like, oh, I hate when this happens. I hate when that. It's very seldom that I'll slip and that will happen. Yeah, I've definitely seen it. I've definitely watched you immediately. As soon as you get to say it, you're like, well, I don't hate it. Like you would immediately take it back because it's kind of like you caught it. It was like, oh. No, you almost got away from there, me bad negative <laughs> energy. Let me put you back away. Yeah. But it's really cool because that's kind of the same understanding with like my mom she put into me because I don't really curse in front of my mother. I know people do and it's not a big deal as you get older. But even today, mm-hmm. if I'm around her and I and, uh, curse for her. It feels weird, right? It feels weird. Not only does it feel weird, <laughs> she instilled this thing in me that even if I curse around her, oh. I'll still kind of flinch. <laughs> yeah, right, I'll, I'll right? still kind of be like, oh, wait, <laughs> oh my, my bad. And she, and she won't even be doing anything. But yeah. it's just been so instilled in me in such a young age. And another thing that she did with me is like, as much as the negative words and the negative things that, you know, could be said that she told me not to say and, you know, not to move that way. She also showed me a lot of confidence just because she would always preach to me the power of saying good things, the power of moving in a direction where it's like, hey, you know, we don't have much. We don't, we're we're not the richest people in the world, but, you know, you're Dominican. You're not Dominican. (laughs) So it's it's always funny. It's always funny. That's 
<laughs> I like that one. But I love I, that one. I am Puerto Rican and Dominican, so it's a wordplay on that one. But yeah, it I really it. is um, something that she's always pushed that into me. And I realized how important that is as I got older. And mm-hmm. just seeing the group, especially moving here into Los Angeles, seeing the people that I'm, I was around and to see the people who were thinking in such a negative space, it kind of felt like when you walked into the room with those people, the room got heavier. Right. It, the gravity picked up a little bit and it was kind of, you didn't want to be in that room for too long. It, it just didn't sit well with you. Right. And versus when you step into a room with someone like Nita, for example, mm-hmm. someone like you, it is something that you feel, you, it feels light. You feel like you're in a room where you, you're, the weights of the world have Aww. gotten a little lighter. Or when you walk into a room, <laughs> stop. Oh <laughs> but seriously. You didn't make me cry on our first episode. That's the point. Let's do this. We're going straight to the core. <laughs> But seriously, it is something that like when you do surround yourself with such positive people and I can't speak about that just on my own, I'm sure our viewers and our viewers now and our listeners could attest to that where it's, you know, when you're in a room with somebody who's benefits you in a way where even if they just listen to you or they speak good things or they believe in themselves so strongly, it it motivates you. And that's the importance of having like to understand that linguistics that you have with just the people that you are around. Yeah. How, how they carry themselves. So with the word can't. Obviously, it's not a word that I employ in my vocabulary, and I did not allow my children to, and nor did your mother, which I think is dope because you're Dominican, not Dominican. <laughs> but I, I feel like that's a word that people say often, mm-hmm. and they're they're just not conscious of it. What I think is is bizarre is like when I'm like, because you know, I just started dating a few months ago, five years of a basic. It was not a drought. <laughs> Sahara. It was intentional. Sahara. But mm-hmm. <laughs> stop. But but I I just started getting back out there like a few months ago, and that's something that I'm really I I hear that if if somebody's using the word oh I can't do this right I'm automatically like they're just. Yeah, they didn't even make it into the front door, but they're already in the doghouse. Yep. Like, I'm just like, I'm good. I'm chilling. I mean, we can part as friends, but we definitely get a part. Um, going to my phone later that night, block. go to the contact, block. Control, yes. alt, delete. <laughs> exactly. It's just not, it's not even worth a conversation to me. It's like, if that's where your consciousness is at, I'm cool. I mean, I'm not knocking it. That's just where that person's at. I've been in different places with my consciousness where it's like, hmm probably shouldn't have had certain people shouldn't have been fucking with me at certain times in my life because yeah. I just wasn't there was some loose stuff going on up there and I you know I'm not afraid to admit it um but that's good pre-anger management <laughs> uh, <laughs> but honestly I think that's a big big turnoff mm-hmm. and it's also a turnoff I'm finding now like whether it's new incoming associations through work or social circles I'm definitely adherent to my spirit or my mentality when it comes to the language that somebody employs Mm -hmm. and my spirit my mentality responds immediately by yes or get away Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and so it's it's something that the word can't that's that's just something when people employ that word a lot and they're those are excuse makers. Those are not well makers. It, it inhibits you. It, right. it, it stops you from moving. It, it's one of those situations where you beat yourself mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't realize how much self-harm that we do to ourselves with our own brain. Right. When we talk and then we think to ourselves. Because believe it or not, I don't care who you are, where you come from. We speak to ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have questions and we answer them right away. And it's yeah, sometimes it's not us. It's ego. 
Yeah. And or it's our higher self. Higher self, et cetera. Ego, God, higher self, you. you wherever it. you want to come from and call it. But it is a situation where we do we do things to ourselves that we're not mm-hmm. even realizing every day because we, we don't even take the time to watch what we say. Yeah. No, totally agreed. Totally agreed. And if we agreed. can't watch what we say phys- like out to the world, it really what comes down, what ourselves? are we doing to our brain? Yeah, what are we exactly. doing on our, on our brains? Yes. Oh my God. So, so with the word can't, obviously I'm not down with that term. I'm not saying that everybody should be all like, oh, I'm thinking positive. I can do anything. Mm-hmm. Rather than use the word can't, there are times where I'm just like, you know, I see that this is going to be a challenge mm. and that's okay. Where are some solutions? Where are some possibilities? Mm-hmm. Because that's where my mind is going in terms of the word can't. It's, it's, the mind is actually, anybody's mind is actually going towards the space of what's possible. And so if you're thinking about what's possible, it's kind of like when there's a problem. If you just keep talking about the problem, Mm -hmm. but you're not opening your mind to the solutions, then the only thing that's fucking possible is the problem. And that's your fault. Mm -hmm. That is totally 100% you standing in the way of the solution because you're not even willing to be open to it, let alone create or um, be receptive to Mm -hmm. a solution it's just, it's, it's your consciousness. Yeah. And so that being said, I feel very adamant about the idea that people say, oh, you know, you're so positive. I'm really weird about that. Like when mm-hmm. people say I'm positive, I'm like, oh, it's so cliche. I just, I just do my best like everybody else. That's what I always say. Yeah. The, the phrase positive thinking has gotten so played out. It's so cliche. Yeah. It's so, it's so it's one-sided. Like, yeah. Very one-sided, very like, Oh yeah, my name's Chip, and I'm running down the road because I feel very healthy today. It's like that Chip's voice. (laughs) (laughs) Chip. Yeah, something like that. That's like a chipper voice. But I mean, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, no, understand. It's just, I mean, really, like, is that what we're? That's what we do in this country, though. We're like, oh yeah, it's positive, and then it just seems cheesy to me. Yeah, they a lot of we forget. I say we. I don't because we are. We're we're all human. We're all human. We we tend to forget that there's a duality mm-hmm. no matter what. If there's a positive thinker, there's negative around the corner. No matter what, we have the ability to do both. We have the ability to create yeah. and destroy. And yeah. we have the, the ability to love and we have the ability to not love since we don't like using the word hate. <laughs> you know? Well, but, here it would be a clarification. Yeah, it would be so, a clarification. Yeah. We have the ability to love and to hate, mm-hmm. but it's about choosing. Right. It's about Agreed. every day you have a choice to think or say yeah. what you want to happen to you in this world. You want you want good things. Trust me. If you start saying if you start saying good things, it starts to come to you. Imagine if every day you walked down the hall and it was like, "Hey, guy, fuck you. Your pants look shit. Ha ha. You smell like ass. What do you think you're gonna get back? There's gonna be where I'm from. You know, in Jersey City, New Jersey. Like, if you cracked on somebody, that you were immediately getting cracked back on because that's what you invited. Right. Right. Versus, hey, you look really pretty today. Well, that's a nice sweater. Dope shoes. And now what returns yeah, back to you is a compliment. Yeah, but be authentic when you do it, right? Obviously. Do right. it in a way where every day you have a choice. If you really feel a certain way about something, and this is only if you feel these ways about these things. If you really feel these certain ways about these things, take the chance to be proactive. Mm-hmm. Think about it before you say something. Don't be reactive. Right. And understand what is the implications of what you're saying. Because right. understanding what you say is understanding what you will do. And you just said something that leads me into my third point. Ooh-wee. The first point is the word can't and how it's super used ridiculously Mm -hmm. and it shuts off possibilities. The second point was 
It's not about positive thinking. It's about conscious thinking. Mm -hmm. It's not about being positive. It's about just making a conscious effort to create with your language. You're cultivating with your language. Are you, as you said, destroying or are you? Building. So, mm -hmm. you know, choose your, choose your words according to your agenda. And if you're constantly, oh, I can't this, and damn, I hate when this, and oh, it's just not, it's never going to happen. Like, okay, well, you just dictated the future. Good yep. for you. Bravo. Life fucking sucks. You put that on your radar, and that's all that your radar is going to draw towards. Mm -hmm. So the third point, which you said about don't use this, this, and this, don't react, be proactive. Actually, the latter part of that, be proactive, focus on building, mm -hmm. focus on cultivating something that's going to be empowering, mm -hmm. something that's going to be impactful versus saying, don't be negative. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So one of the things that I've been putting into practice to the point of this is when I'm speaking, I really catch myself when I even, I used to say don't, I used to say hate stupid and can't i'm always going to find ways to retract that if it starts to come out of my mouth and i'm going to retract it based on wanting to cultivate from a really creative consciousness right mm -hmm. so i will usually retract those well, i've been doing it with the word don't lately and people are like mm -hmm. well yeah because when you say you don't do this or don't do that you're emphasizing the the thought of that mm -hmm. so one of the things that i really notice is for myself i'm obviously very vocal when I would be voicing what I'd like to create, tell me why it's so funny that even me, everybody does this though. Why is it that I say, I would say, well, I don't want to be this and da 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 and this way and this way. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you're being that person. I love when people say I that. I just want to be this, 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 and this. And it's like, why do we have to enter into the I just want to be and what I'm really wished for and yeah. what I really focused on? Why do we have to enter into it even if we say it, mm -hmm. we still enter into it most of the time with, I don't want to be this. People don't want to be braggadocious. They don't want to, so, they don't want to show that and they're yes. scared of it. Yes. They're scared of they're being scared the, of best of the best of themselves, the best self, their best selves. They're scared of being their best selves. Yes. And it's wild to me because that is an, the same thing that you practice with that. And one thing I practice is with the word try. Mm -hmm. When I hear yeah, people trying is lying. Oh yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Ooh. Ooh. That was a good one. But it's yeah. true. Trying is lying, and the word "but" as well. Those are the two yeah. words that I really Agreed. hate the most because no, nothing that comes after the word "but" is good. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it automatically is. contradicts the first thing that you said. Well, nothing that comes out of it but is good either. Yeah. <laughs> so, that is there true. we go. That is true. <laughs> and then also with the word "try," it's like I. I love, especially when people come around me and they go, oh, yeah, man, I'm trying to do this. And it's like, right. well, have you done this, this? And they're like, yeah, I'm doing that. So then you're doing it. Okay. You're not trying exactly. it. You're doing exactly. it. Give yourself a little bit more credit. Yeah. Agreed. You know, Agreed. And that's one thing that we, we don't, we're not aware. That's the thing in our brain. That's that awareness that we're not realizing. It, that what we're saying to ourselves every day. It's so trippy to hear you saying this because I remember when I was a little girl, the book, I was, no, I was a teenager. The book, uh, The Power of Positive Thinking by mm. Norman Vincent Peale. You've heard of that. Right? Yeah, I've heard of it for sure. I remember I read that book and I remember learning about language and how, you know, just wake up every day and tell yourself it's going to be a great day. Mm. That was like one of the things. And I remember for years banging my head against a wall 
figuratively speaking, of course, doing exactly that, just saying certain things. And, and this is something that you're, when you said this, it just really struck a chord because I, when you, what you were saying reminded me of how so many people are like, oh, you know, it's going to be great, and da, da, da. but their lives are really shitty still. Mm-hmm. And there were even times where mine, even as optimistic as I came off and was making an ardent effort to be, my life was still very, I mean, not just challenging, but actually excruciating at times. I mean, just to a point where I was very dismal within myself. And it's like, how could I practice this verbiage over and over again, but I still have shit happening in this way? There's two points to that. One, you're never going to be perfect. There's always going to be challenges because where there's challenges, that's the invitation for victory. And it's the invitation of your spirit calling you to action. That's all it is. That's what a challenge is. It's calling you to your greatness. At the same time, you know, if you're drowning in your challenges and every day is miserable and you're working really hard with your your language to not be the kind of person who you're being in that moment, it really comes back to what I said earlier about you are what you eat and you are what you speak based on what you think. Mm. So if your results are a certain way, there's something in your consciousness still, even though you might be speaking positively, are you speaking consciously? Mm. Do you believe what you're saying? Are, yeah. Are you, mm-hmm. are you coming from a very clear foundation? Have you cleaned up your demons, stood those suckers down? And kicked them out the back door, at least put them on a leash. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Acknowledge them. Yeah. I think that's the, I think that's one thing that you hear me constantly say without the podcast that, you know, we've talked about. It's always about acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. It's about ex- accepting it as well, knowing it, because that's the only way that you can change it is if you actually figure out what it is or you put your hands on it and you're able to move it. And that's figuratively speaking when it comes to the mind, but it's really about accepting the things that you, you know, the things that you are now. Mm-hmm. So that you can fix who you want to be tomorrow. Yeah. And it takes that time and it take and it hurts. Sometimes it's not the easiest thing in the world. Sometimes it is things that we have to face alone. Right. And alone. And the one of the worst things that people feel is they don't want to be alone. Yeah, yeah. I think that is a scary thing for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I think that's where things have tied into a stronger platform for me within myself is that solitude that I spent. I mean, by the time I was 40, I looked back on my life and no matter how much I had done on my life in my life by myself, because I had been on my own so young, mm-hmm. uh, I was always kind of like hopping around from home to home and there was a lot of lacking stability. But, you know, in my young adult life, as I started dating, I found that like maybe I wouldn't call somebody my man or somebody's my man, but I always had somebody there was like always a revolving door mm-hmm. of activity like like a little electron. i'm not gonna yeah it's like you know whether it's the maintenance man as we call our man that we have on the side or undercover mm-hmm. you know it there was just always somebody there even if it was on the download there was always somebody there so i never really learned how to behave in life mm-hmm. towards myself without the need for another party to be there for me to either fix them or get validation from them or get validation from the process of fixing them or be angry with them when they didn't live up to my expectations. It's just, it's really a trip to me 
to know that I didn't spend that all that time alone. So when I turned 40 and decided to admit myself into treatment for anger management and really just stand these demons down, I mean, it was, it was frightening, it was scary, it was physically challenging, and, and it was awful. But yeah. I spent the last five years alone for the simple fact that at 45 now, I can sit here with peace of mind. I'm so like... Oh, God, I feel so much better. Yeah. I'm actually living now. I think before I was, I was racing Running. to survive. Mm -hmm. I, and that's a, that's amazing to hear that be said. Because me at at 25 now, I'm, I just turned 25, and it's, mm -hmm. I'm realizing from learning from, you know, a lot of people. I'm someone that I don't have to necessarily touch the fire to realize it's hot. Right. Somebody that can learn. I'm a sponge, and I can see it from everywhere and any time. And I'm realizing that more and more, and I've been more willing to face my demons i've been more willing to go head head first into that that dark alley and you know yeah. i usually say this thing i say this all the time it's like i tell the universe i want all the smoke and right. it's it's in in millennial terms it means i want everything give it all to me now and i'll be yeah. able to and i'll handle it whether yeah. i can handle it now i'll become the man that can handle it soon yeah so yeah no i, I know that in. about you no, i know for that sure, about you for sure. so I've, it's very it's very it's very positive and it's very insightful to hear that coming from somebody who's lived you know through these years and knowing these things because it is something that you know we take for granted sometimes just, the people that just are say it somebody that's older someone, who, <laughs> someone who, who's, who's more aged fine wine aged <laughs> anyways i think that wraps our episode i think we made our points pretty mm -hmm. clear um I, I would summarize it to say that it's just like in life it's really just about being extremely conscious of what you're even creating yeah. i mean for me i knew from the time that i was a little girl you know when i the first time i saw my mom high when i was 13 i knew in that moment that my life was going to be something where i had a mission that i was supposed to touch other lives in an empowering fashion based on what was breaking me down in that moment because I was meant to live through it and I was meant to conquer it so that I could share that experience and that strength with other people. I don't know how I knew that at 13, but I just did. And I remember praying that prayer, just saying, God, please make me able to use this to help other people. I just knew that. And that's what I've persistently worked so hard in my life to provide myself as a vehicle to whatever source that's going to to help me shine my light. Yeah, uh, and anything that I could do to reflect that light on, uh, on others would be something that I, you know, I'm there for. That's something that I've realized. I've been someone who's been able to help with a lot of people who have very bright lights, mm -hmm. and I've been I've had very the pleasure amazing. of being around them, and I've been yeah. I've had the pleasure of being able to cast that, you know, that reflection or that shadow if necessary. If I'm gonna give this to you too, Gio, if you're using the words "don't," "can't," "hate," or "stupid." Ask yourself if you're using them in a way that's cultivating exactly the points and beingness in life and strength and empowerment that you're looking to cultivate. Mm -hmm. If it's not lending to the blessing, mm -hmm. then it's part of the bullshit. I believe it. Yeah. Believe so that all that all being said yeah. yeah watch what the fuck you say. <laughs> <laughs> watch what the fuck you say. That is it for the On The Mark Unedited Podcast. The visual episode premiere for season two. Thank you guys so much for watching, listening, whatever you were doing. Thank you for connecting with us. We take that energy, we see it. We love you, love you, love you. Yeah. Yeah.
Ouais, 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 ouais. Thank you.